Hi, I'm Max. I'm Joe, And I'm Zan. And we're the Three Wanting Witches. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and follow and give us a five-star rating. Also, please share this podcast to those who you think might enjoy our content. Welcome back, witches. Hi. Hi. How's everyone doing today? I'm ready for this week to be over. I'm ready for like the next cool front or cold front. Oh, same. Oh, next week. Yeah. Yeah. Next week is also Halloween. Halloween. My favorite holiday. So in the spirit of Halloween, we've decided to do something different. And we'll be discussing like local ghost stories, spookiness, hauntings around South Texas. That's where we're from. Just something different to talk about. Yes. Maggie, you want to start? Sure. Okay. The first story that I have is called Dancing with the Devil. Mm, That reminds me of college. (laughs) (laughs) This story takes place in a few cities across South Texas, from San Antonio to McAllen, Texas. The story is alternated with some details, but all the same. It begins with a high school girl who was excited about her high school dance that was supposed to be going on later on in the evening. She hurried through her schoolwork to have time to get ready for the big night. (laughs) Just skip out on the schoolwork. I know. That's what I did. (laughs) She had bought a brand new red dress that sparkled. I'm guessing it was sequins. It was the 2000s, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) And she felt so beautiful in it. It was going to be the best night of her life. So she thought. Her mother walks in the house determined, telling her that she could not attend the dance. Mm. <laughs> Asking her. It sounds very like Cinderella-like right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Asking her why, her mother answered that the preacher told her during a recent conversation that the dance was going to be held for the devil. And Ooh. she could not go. She was forbidden to go. Mm. Oh, this was an 80s movie. Footloose. <laughs> the show. <laughs> and being the old times, you know, when you talk back to your mother, you get slapped or hit oh. or something back then, you oh. know, because they weren't afraid to abuse you. So she went with a hand mark on her face. No, I'm being the old times. She couldn't tell her mother no, so she just nodded her head and accepted it, you know. You sneak out the back. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. But she was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Your point. <laughs> <laughs> and she was waiting for her mother to get busy. What? <laughs> Not that kind of busy. Okay. <laughs> and um, yearning for the fun and excitement, as soon as she saw that her mom was busy, she put on her fabulous dress and ran down to the hall where the dance was going to be held at. Hmm. <laughs> as she walked into the room, all the guys turned to look at her. <laughs> And she was startled by the given attention that she was not used to because mm. she was that awkward girl mm. that, you know, the boys didn't claim her as a girlfriend because she was just too weird for them. But that night, it seemed like every boy in that hall was fighting to dance with her. Mm. They wanted her ass. Mm. She got thirsty and broke away from the crowd. Actually, they were thirsty, right, the guys? Yeah, for <laughs> She real. got thirsty, but she broke away from the crowd, finding her way to the punch bowl table. <laughs> <laughs> she needed a drink. The room went silent, and when she turned, she saw a handsome man with jet black hair and a stylish clothes standing next to her. It was Resand. Resandito. He put out his hand and asked her to dance with him. Nervous, she said yes, because, of course, he was good-looking, and she wasn't used to that. Duh. So he led her to the dance floor. The music got loud and faster, and she found herself dancing better than she's ever danced before. This sounds more and more like a guitar. <laughs> Really? <laughs> the fairy dancing. <laughs> yes. Both were the center of attention. Uh, the stranger spun her around and around. She was gasping for air, trying to get out of that spin, but he kept spinning her faster and faster. Her feet felt hot. The floor seemed to melt right from under her. Mm. As she looked down, she noticed that his feet were goat hooves. Mm. <clears throat> Why is it always goats? <laughs> I don't know. She tried to pull away. And he kept spinning her faster, so fast that the cloud of dust flew up around them until they were hidden from the crowd. Mm. When the dust settled, the girl was gone, and the man in black bowed once to the crowd and disappeared. The devil had come to the party, 
and he had spun the girl all the way to hell. Huh. And there are stories and witnesses on the internet that this has happened. Oh, my God. I know. I know. Give me a break. (laughs) That's why I was like, oh, okay. Especially in San Antonio on Highway 90 or whatever in some old club. Oh, it literally (laughs) was in San Antonio? One was in San Antonio and one was in McAllen at a nightclub. Uh, I believe it was McAllen. (laughs) I totally do. In around 2004. (laughs) That was a fun little story to read, though. Do you believe it? Absolutely not. It's, well... It's too uh, obviously, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's too detailed. Like yeah, Mama made this story up so I wouldn't go to the club. Exactly. So you could listen. Do you think, or do you remember, like your parents ever making something up? All the time. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> How many people do you see online that are like, "Oh my God, my parents always said this," and then I grew up <laughs> sounding real stupid because <laughs> I I thought that too. Yeah. Oh God. Wait, what, what's the one example? I can't remember. I, I don't remember. It's just... I remember... Parents lie. Like, parents they told me the not to eat the seeds of fruit because oh. it would grow in my stomach. That makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I don't think our parents... And, it, and it, I think that if they told me, I would not believe them. <laughs> what would they say? They would say, like, play with it too much and your cat goes blind or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of... That's How not, about, like, the things where, like, you're not supposed to hold your baby too much? I hate that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's kind of okay. So um, mine is on the story of La Llorona, which originates from God knows where. Like, there's it's from Mexico, and everyone always says like, "Oh no, it's it's this intersection." No. <laughs> this, did, did y'all ever watch the movie? No. Yes. Was it good? It it was alright. It was corny, but it was okay. So the story of La Llorona starts off with. Always a lady named Maria, right? (laughs) And Maria wanted to get married to somebody handsome, which she does. And he's not equally as handsome as he is rich, right? And there's there's like so many variations of the story. Uh, Because there's like another version where she marries a rich Spaniard man Mm -hmm. also. Anyway, I don't know how that affects the story, but... She does so, and as they eventually, you know, become a couple, I mean, they get married, they have two children, she is getting more and more upset because he is paying less and less attention to her, right? And so when eventually it gets to the point where he is, you know, going to work and coming back home, and she is just there with the children... When he does come home, even though they're married, he wouldn't pay attention to her. He would pay attention to the children more than he would her. Mm. And so one day, as he spends less and less time at home after work, she goes and she finds out that he's cheating on her. That bastard. I know, right? (sighs) Anyway, in a jealous rage, she kills her two children by drowning them and in some stories she drowns herself right Mm, or she like she kills herself by drowning herself Mm -hmm. and when she goes to the gates of heaven when she upon her death they deny her and basically doom her to roam the earth to mourn her children and in uh, the version that i saw is that she does mourn her child children's deaths because she gets so upset that she does kill herself after that and so she is mourning her children's death in the afterlife and they doom her to haunt all of the um watery uh locations on the earth so ponds and lakes and rivers and stuff like that um but i was always told like uh, the intersections and stuff like oh there's a lady in white over there uh, the yeah. lady in white was always like equiv like equivocated with the the la, la llorona yeah right or uh yeah and like la llorona is basically the weeping woman so you would whenever you heard the crying lady the instruction was always to run right <laughs> hello yeah <laughs> I'm like, obviously that's the smartest thing to do but that was the story of la llorona and just recently like in this last year there were videos on youtube of people witnessing hmm. the cries or whatever 
Mm-mm. Do you believe that? No. No? No. It's too easy online. I see video mm-hmm. that's very, very good. Convincing? Uh, very convincing. Oh, like, there's just one of like, of like a witch like who's trying the, the people are trying to get away and they're even driving and this creature's like coming at them. Like, <laughs> I think about it and I get scared. Anyway, oh. usually there are videos from Florida. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, but really no, though there is also like video, just videos of anything mm-hmm. at all that with com- computer generated uh, effects. Right. That are so very real looking, you know? And so and it's because of him that nothing else is believable. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Mine is called, what's the Headless Horseman's, but it's called El Muerto. It's really hard for me to say. It sounds way sexier (laughs) that way. Teaching you a little Spanish. Is this another Rasan story? No. uh, (laughs) Just kidding. No. It's awful. It's a Chandler. Okay, so it is uh, from South Texas, where we're at. (laughs) And so this actually starts about. Five years after Texas became a state. So a long, long time ago. Eight, four, 1845 is when they achieved statehood, I think. I don't know. Anyway, so Texas at the time was so vast, it they couldn't really... They couldn't keep people in check, I guess. There wasn't uh, enough people... Informed. Right. Uh, gotcha, yeah. Or there was no enforcement of any kind of laws or anything. People oh, just yeah. running free, stealing shit, and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. They're, you know, cowboys and Indians kind of like shooting now. each other. Oh. Yeah, it's too big of a state to... <laughs> right. Yeah, keep in control. Like now. <laughs> so there was, like, the Native Americans and there was bandits who didn't want to work for their stuff. They just want to steal people's horses and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. So around this time, actually a little bit before that, is when they made the Texas Rangers. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. they were Indian, maybe they weren't. Chuck Norris? Who knows? Well, yeah, it was Indians and bandits. So bandits, It was yes. both. Gotcha. Um, so they actually made the Texas Rangers in 1835. So they made the Texas Rangers 10 years before it became a state. That's interesting. Anyway, mm-hmm. um... So there were actually two pretty famous of the Texas Rangers, one of them called Creed Taylor and the other one called William and Alexander Anderson Wallace. That's a long name. I, William oh. Alexander Anderson Wallace, but they called him Bigfoot. Interesting. And, and, and you can look these people up. They'll have, you'll have actual photos of them. He has anyway. a Bigfoot? I actually didn't pay attention hmm. to that. So Creed Taylor, he, he owned a ranch, and it was west of San Antonio. And in this area, there were a lot of bandits. Bandidos. Bandidos, yes, <laughs> yes. And one of the more vicious one was this man who used to be a lieutenant of the Mexican army, and his they only knew him by Vidal, his last name. That's it. Hmm. Uh, so I, don't, I couldn't tell you what his first name is. <laughs> hmm. So in the summer of 1850, he and several or a few of his people, his fellow bandits, bandidos, Decided that, that, you know, they were going to take advantage of these Comanche Indians had started raiding in this area, the San Antonio area. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the, like, Texas Rangers and settlers, I guess, mm-hmm. decided to chase these Comanches away. So Vidal and his people were like, well, everybody's gone. I can go steal some stuff right now because everybody's chasing those Comanches away. Mm-hmm. So he took this opportunity to start stealing from some of the ranchers and one up. But then he just made a mistake because this Creed guy actually didn't go chase mm. the Comanches. He was home. Ooh. Oh, no. And so he noticed that some of his Mustangs mm. were, were stolen. And he decided to take his little Bigfoot friend <laughs> and another one of his hands to go searching for whoever took his prize Mustangs. And they were actually able to find them at a camp, and it was at night. So they decided, hey, you know, we're going to wait until they fall asleep, and then we're going to attack, which they do. In order to make an example for everyone not to cross the Texas Rangers, even after Vidal was dead, they decided to decapitate him. Mm. Not only did they decapitate him, they put him back on the back of a black Mustang, and they kind of roped him up. To where he was sitting up straight, mm. uh, and then they tied his hands to the pommel, which I think is oh, that yeah. thing, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, That's and then they, dark, dude. I know, I know. This is really creepy. And then they attached his head to the saddle with his sombrero on. What? <laughs> Sorry. No. Yeah, it was just uh, the, and then sick he, bastards. Yeah, and then they slapped the horse's ass right and made him go, which is funny in my opinion because 
He was doing all of this because they to- stole his Mustangs, and there he goes getting rid of one of them, <laughs> and sending I, it out, you know, into no who knows where. So for the next few years, you know, as the settlers came to see that there was a headless horseman, and he was wearing a sarape and everything. However, like th- stories change and whatnot, and so now, shite, now um, he's got red eyes. Oh. And if you happen to see him, misfortune follows you. Mm. So, you know, all, all sorts of stories kind of like changed throughout mm-hmm. the years. Mm-hmm. But some people also are very skeptical and saying, no, this is not true. But however, apparently, uh, there was a band of cowboys who caught up to a ghost like horse and he was drinking out of a pond near Ben Bolt. Oh, what? What? oh hell no. Okay. So, uh, Zan and I used to live in Ben Bolt, Texas. Tiny, tiny town. I can't even tell you what the uh, population town. And so when they get closer to the headless horseman, they actually realize that it's the body on it still. It's mummified. It's like oh. all decrepit and, and disgusting. So, you know, they they get to it and they they take him off the horse. And they're they're going to put him to his final rest and bury him somewhere near in an unmarked grave near Ben Bolt. But when they see it, I guess so many times people saw this headless horseman got scared. They would throw or shoot arrows at it and whatnot. So the body was like riddled with bullets and arrows. So everybody thought that because this man was finally laid to rest, that you would no longer see him. Mm -hmm. However, they still continued seeing him. And actually where they saw him was near Uvalde, Texas. (laughs) And uh, now they continue to see a different, who knows if it's the same guy, but (laughs) near San Patricio, and they see this guy so often. There's actually a spot called the Headless Horseman Hill in mm. San Patricio. Mm. I feel like yeah. we need to go. Oh, I know, right? But uh, I'm also chicken shit, so. <laughs> Same. So, yeah. And then they are, they're in 1969, members of a posse apparently found, uh, followed a headless rider through the brush near Freer. Uh, and they decided, and they, I guess they eventually gave up. <laughs> But apparently to this day, and this one I cannot believe, and I'm and tease Arnold about it, but to this day, people of San Diego <laughs> and Duval County claim to see this uh, headless horseman. Mm-hmm. And he rides in the direction of Dead Man's Lake, where I have never heard of, <laughs> but I'll have to look where that's at. And, and that lake has actually been dried up for years, so there's no reason for a normal, a non-ghost-like uh, horse to be hitting right. that way. Right, right, right. Mm. So, yeah, that, that, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, it is pretty that's cool. That's pretty dark. That, yeah. One, yeah. that one had, like, a, you know, some, like, a definite history, which is pretty cool, and I, I liked. So what would you do if you saw a headless horseman? I would first pee my pants. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Always. Then I would shit my pants. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually I would run. <laughs> what if you found out that, what if we found out that the, the unmarked grave was like in our backyard in Mimble? <laughs> no. <laughs> or y'all sat outside to look at the field. <laughs> yeah, that's where Julia was staring at when she was put in the corner of the yard. Yeah, or maybe the, that that bandito spirit, you know, made possessed her, me made her pushed me. Push our brother down the, push, the stairs. Oh, blame it on you. Push that bro down the stairs. Push him. He doesn't need his head. Just like me. <laughs> like those guys in the, what's that movie? <laughs> you don't need your head. <laughs> Labyrinth. Oh. Yeah, oh. when they take off their own heads and then they're the like bouncing monster. them around. <laughs> oh my God, that was so disturbing as a child. My next story is called El Sombrerón. I'm sure that you don't roll that R, but for some reason, <laughs> my R's get rolled anyways. Sombrerón? Yeah. Sombrerón. El Sombrerón. Okay. El Sombrerón, or the Hat Man, also known as the Goblin in some variations. Interesting. Is a creepy little dude with a huge hat that goes around serenading beautiful women with big eyes and long hair. Watch out. Joe. Wait, does the guy have big <laughs> eyes and long hair, or do the girls have big eyes girl. and long hair? Okay. The girls. What up? Don't be jealous. That's you. <laughs> How romantic, right? But not really. I mean, unless you're into that kinky stuff, I mean, I'm not judging you. What kinky stuff? Short guys with big old hats. That's not that kinky girl. Like, uh, <laughs> serenading girl. you and going you, after you. You must have uh, <laughs> vanilla. Serenading? <laughs> Anyways, I meant like a goblin. Oh, no. Okay. He is said to be obsessed with braiding hair. Oh. He can braid my hair any day. 
Anyway. He braids the manes and tails of horses and travels with mules that he also braids their hair. That's weird. And once he chooses a target to lure and kidnap, which are these women, he does this by serenading them, of course, and playing his silver guitar. Mm-hmm. He ties his pack of mules up at or near the girl's home, marking her. Once he snatches her, <laughs> he takes her home and has her eat dirt. What? I don't. Okay, I don't get that part. <laughs> Once the dirt is ingested, the woman is unable to sleep or eat. Okay. Okay. Because she ate dirt. Yeah. Okay. The story of El Sombrerón comes from Mexico, Colombia, Guatemala, and anywhere in between or far from. But all variations are similar, apart from the material the instruments are made from. And legend has it that the girl by the name of Susana, was admiring the moon and stars from her balcony when she was approached and serenaded by a little man dressed in all black, sporting a silver guitar and a oh, huge black hat. Resand, man. <laughs> also known as a sombrero. You know, the large Mexican mariachi hats. Mm. It, it's a party hat for all. Party hats. <laughs> when, when you're wearing one, you're ready to party. <laughs> mm. Listening to his singing put her underneath some sort of spell until her mother called out to her to come inside. Susana! Oh, no. We had a tia, Susana. Yeah. <laughs> Clean your room! <laughs> I always thought she was mean. Oh. She wasn't that mean, though. I, I, I was just a weird child. A weird child. <laughs> the little man disappeared, but did not stay gone for long. He returned to Susana every night serenading her and causing her not to sleep he'd appear everywhere she went and she could not stop thinking about him mm. so she was basically obsessing like ha- haunting adeline right <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm like drawing parallels here every time her parents fed her she'd find soil in her food Ew. she couldn't eat she lost weight and her mental health started declining and worried her parents cut susanna's hair and had it blessed by a priest at the church El Sombrerón stopped harassing her after that, but I was not sure if that was because he was evil or just because he wasn't into girls with pixie haircuts. Interesting. Pixie haircuts? I don't, I don't like them either. <laughs> well, they're but okay, depending on whose you know, head I, they're on. I have really bad shoulders, so I can't have anything that's shorter <laughs> yeah. than... I think it's more about the shape of your head, though. Like, you can't have, like... Right. And you read online, there's stories, accounts of people coming in contact with... The man in the black hat. So all they had to do to get rid of him was cut their hair. Yeah, pretty huh. much. If only that was true, right? <laughs> was like, <laughs> have you ever had an annoying ex? And like, no, I just had that annoying little troll that followed me all over the place. <laughs> well, you wanted him to break your hair, it, dude. <laughs> I wonder what he. Okay, he's probably. But what would he, what would he do with them? The girls he collected. Who him? Yeah, he would take them home and feed them soil. That's it. Which is funny he because was, like that does that really shouldn't do anything wrong to you. Actually, mm-hmm. there's plenty of people who eat dirt. It's called pica. <laughs> <laughs> they, they eat clay and mm-hmm. all sorts of non-food items. <laughs> Dude, they would literally probably be shitting bricks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he keeps them there so that way he can love them forever, but and braid their hair forever. And like they're his little dolls, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Ew. Exactly. He's all, this one is too chunky. She needs to eat dirt instead of food. Uh, I thought we were going to go, like, in, in the way of the weaver, where he would, like, <laughs> somehow make her body part of his home. Oh, yeah. Nasty. It's very, like, or Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> Shit. That's or me again. Texas Chainsaw type egging. stuff, where they, like, nasty. yes. All, look at my lampshade. Yeah, look gross. at my Tiffany lampshade. <laughs> <laughs> that leg lamp from the Christmas story. It's real. She, but she hasn't shaved. <laughs> that would be mine. Oh, that would be mine too, yeah. <laughs> you can braid that hair too, <laughs> buddy. That is just too much hair, Sam. Sasquatch, it's, it's time to shave. gonna be fall. So Sandra, when San- people see Sandra roaming in the forest, they're all, Sasquatch! <laughs> There's a squatch in the woods. You look the other way. Because if I don't have pants on in the forest... I am doing something you should not see. <laughs> You're shatting, poping, something. That and throw me some toilet paper. <laughs> no, my, you gotta use the leaves. <laughs> Gross. Make sure they're not poisonous. So the Manger Hotel was opened in 1859, where 
um, the Alamo uh, Plaza Historic District is in San Antonio. It was opened by William Menger, and it was run by him and his wife. He was also a brewery owner. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. he, he liked to party. He had a tunnel that actually connected the brewery with the hotel. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, and at the time, it was like the largest hotel in San Antonio at that time. Now, this is the time when the Civil <laughs> War was happening, and he kind of d- did help house some of the Confederate Army, so that's, well, we won't mm. talk about that. <laughs> but uh, it also served as a hospital during the war, so naturally, lots of deaths, mm-hmm. lots of hauntings, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so the guy, the owner, actually dies. I, uh, I want to say that he dies when he's like 44. Oh, that's that young. is awful. So young. Um, and then the wife, I think, who, who was already running a boarding house at the time mm-hmm. when they meet. You know, she's already perfectly adept at running a business. So she goes on to like run the business along with their son uh, for a good amount of years after that. And, and to some extent, it's still kind of, like, has some family involvement up until, like, right now, I believe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it is called the Menger? The Menger Hotel. Mm-hmm. And one of, the, one of the, the reason I picked this hotel was because uh, there's an article in The Statesman, and I'm, I'm going to he- rely heavily on The Statesman, about where they think are the most haunted places in Texas. And the Menger Hotel is, like probably the first place that they think of okay right? mm-hmm. i think we should go oh hell no they mentioned that there are at least 30 different ghosts i spend too many nights alone <laughs> to go to some place scary Aww. i can't even watch like goosebumps <laughs> actually my kids want to go watch what's those freaking five nights of freddy, freddy? now that's Mm-mm. scary dude so i'm hoping that while we're gone over the weekend maybe arnold will take them and i don't have to go <laughs> Fingers crossed. Kids into creepy stuff, dude. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, we'll talk about this later. (laughs) Okay, so one of the stories that has led, allegedly led to one of the major hauntings was the murder of a chambermaid named Sally White. She was killed in the lobby of the hotel by her husband. What the fudge? Yeah. And she ran to the hotel trying to run away from her husband and he just shot her in the lobby and she died the owner at the time of that hotel did end up paying for her funeral and so oh, that's yeah, a lot i know like, that's what you, you got a free room <laughs> Poor, oh damn maggie that's wrong so patrons of the hotel allegedly are they see a chambermaid changing linens and folding laundry every mm. so often and they're in like, the that, hotel. That's not, that's not the u- new uniform. That's an old <laughs> uniform. That's a house elf. Oh. She's a, a chambermaid. She, like, changed the chamber pots. You know, yeah. like, that's how old. <laughs> <laughs> so she smells of shite? Ah, poor thing. Still doing service work jobs in the afterlife. Unfortunate. Um, some of the f- famous people that stayed there were like Teddy Roosevelt, Richard King of the King Ranch, uh, died there. What? <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> was he shot by his husband? His uh, husband? His wife. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he died there in 1885. We were like, what? Because, you know, we know that that's a famous Texas person. You know, King Ranch, that kind of thing. So there's been a lot of... Famous people that have it's gone through. Lots of presidents have stayed there. Obviously, George W. Bush has stayed the there. W. W. <laughs> Not Arnold's one want to go. Um, even Oscar <laughs> Wilde stayed there. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. This isn't the one with the brown ghost, right? That's the other hotel, I think. Um, There's a lot of rich history. In I saw no there. mention of San a brown Antonio ghost. has a shitload of hauntings mm-hmm. because of the freaking Alamo. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, they said uh, Ulysses S. Grant, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, Woodrow Wilson, William Taft, William McKinley, Harry Truman, Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan, Lyndon Johnson, of course, the Bush, (laughs) the first one, and Bill Clinton, Sam Houston, 
Robert E. Lee, yes, that one. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, those are the folks that stayed there, including Oscar Wilde. But yeah, that's just one of the stories. I'm sure that there are lots of stories online from people that actually right stayed there because mm-hmm. there's lots of stories of you know people like waking up and seeing apparitions and that people in cool. old timey clothing and stuff i want to go so bad with my ghost hunting gear and it i mean that's one of the draws to that hotel the ghost hunters is the is the the ghosts the alleged mm. hauntings yeah right it's part of like the staff routine to be like shaking things and making oh. noise and you have to they sign an nda <laughs> That, you know, oh, no. They have those ghost hunting uh, tours in San Antonio. That would be cool. I think it's part of it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I would not want to go there. <laughs> I thought you were going to say care. yes. Absolutely not, girl. Like, I'm going to make no, that fourth No, I got wish. my own <laughs> earthly problems right now. I don't need to be operating, on, like, working to solve a problem on another plane of existence. <laughs> he broke up with me. Deal with it, Susan. <laughs> I know, like, go get, go get with some other ghost. Go get with Samuel. <laughs> Samuel. Samuel. Wasn't that like their names back then? Like, you're just Samuel. making a Robert. Just, <laughs> it's an old timey yes. name. <laughs> okay, so my story is called "The Lady in Black," and this one occurred near Alice, Texas. Or it, it didn't. I mean. The story's based on something that happened near Alice, Texas. Sure. So in the 1700s, which means it was before Texas was Texas, there was a man, and he was very wealthy. He was called Raul Ramos, which is funny. I think I, we, did we, we went to school with one. really is a Raul Ramos. And I'm sure there's like a thousand <laughs> Raul Ramoses. Mm-hmm. Like Maria Gonzalez. Okay, so he lived in a hacienda in Falfurias. Oh, <laughs> Or God. for you people who do not... It's Falfurias. Um, Fal. Fal. Fal to the locals. So then, there was in, in Fal, there was a woman who was deeply in love with this man, and her life goal was to become Mrs. Ramos or Doña Ramos, right? Doña? That's what it's like. Yeah, oh, Don. Okay. What? Do I need to give you a Spanish lesson? Yeah. Ay, Doña Raul Ramos de la Mancha de la Cruz. I yeah. Oh my God! Were you, were you in Doctor Salsas class? No. Oh, never mind. They would always make fun of that in school. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he goes away, you know, whatever. And when he finally returns to his ranch, he actually is already married. Mm. He's married to a beautiful Mexicana named Leonora or Leonora. And so, obviously, this unnamed beautiful woman who had her sights on him is angry. And she's just, like, waiting for the day that she's going to get her revenge, right? Dang. Mm. Crazy bitch. So they... uh, Nothing changes. (laughs) Mr. and Mrs. Ramos, Raul and Leonora, they've only been married for a few weeks, right? And he is actually called to to Spain for business. So he's going to have to leave. And he... It's way back when. We don't know when he's coming back. Mm Mm-hmm. And she can't call him up and like, hey, where you at? She what she would do is she would have a daily vigil, lining up candles like us, and like looking out the window of her hacienda. When she would look for her husband, she wanted to find him and see him. And like, I mean, can you imagine? Like, what if he's gone for a year? Anyway, whatever. Uh, and you're just there hanging out by the window. Yeah, that I would sucks. go with his ass. I'm like, yeah, I'm going with you. In the summertime, Spain. I'm like, I am staying away from the sun, sir. Ugh. Anyway, she eventually sees him coming down, and she meets him down there, and she's like, hey, surprise, surprise, I'm pregnant. <laughs> so she's pregnant. So Mr. Don Ramos, Raul Ramos, is so excited. He, he wants to be a father, so he's so excited, and he's telling everybody, everybody in town, all his friends. And the lady who initially wanted him, she hears, we should name her. Let's name her something. Uh, so, Somebody um, mean, like a mean-sounding Ursula. Ramona. Oh, my God. I know an Ursula, oh. and she's not mean, but we'll call her okay. that. Okay. Ursula. <laughs> so Ursula finds out, and she was like, I'm going to exact my revenge. This is going to happen. So how she does it is she tells the, all the townspeople in Falfurias, and let me tell you, Falfurias, you guys are just a whole bunch of, like, gossipers. Chismosas. Because, because it gets around to Mr. Ramos, which is funny because that was our principal's name, Mr. Ramos, <laughs> yeah. um, that it might not be his child. 
So he confronts Leonora. He's like, what did you do while I was gone? Like, who did you bone? And she was like, no, I didn't bone anybody. For you sure. the only one for me. <laughs> right? But he doesn't believe her. So he storms out. And what he does is he actually gets some of his men and he talks to them. He says, tomorrow, I want you to put a black dress on my woman, Leonora, who's pregnant with somebody else's baby. And I want you to take her out, drive uh, on a horse, ride out 24 hours, and then I want you to hang her. Oh. Bastard. And, and so they do. They, they head out and they reach a crossroads. It's always a crossroads. Mm-hmm. And, and they throw a rope over the tree and the rest of it's over her neck or around her neck. And they hang her. But before she, actually before they hang her, she tells them. She would never forget that they hanged her, an innocent woman. Which kind of reminds me of like... Uh, Hocus Pocus, or like that. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> yeah, right. And so, at the same time, Don Ramos, you know, he's also quite sad, I guess. You know, he, this is the love of his life. So, at the same time, he actually commits suicide. Oh, so, Ursula mm. does not get her man after all. So, all this crap, and, and she ended up being alone with her serpents. Was it worth eels, it, Ursula? Was right? it worth right? it? <laughs> Oh, man. That sucked. So now it's said that at the intersection of 281 and 151, it is haunted by Leonora Ramos. And she is seen dressed in black, standing near where she was hanged. And this is interesting. It's a little more recent. In the early 2000s, four men were on their way to their job at a refinery. Uh And they saw a woman in the middle of the road. And the guy couldn't hit the brakes fast enough so he stopped and he's like i i ran over her so they all get out and they, i mean they believe it that they ran over this woman mm-hmm. not we around they even call the sheriff and they do like a perimeter like looking to see nobody there that's crazy nobody there mm-hmm. so they never found a corpse of somebody ran over and there's also frequent sightings of this lady in black that suggest she refuses to let the region forget that she was unjustly hanged Ooh. Ugh, what a bastard. For real. Like, I could believe it, but then I can't because you can't trust Falfurians. <laughs> Obviously, they're all a bunch of gossipers. Right? No, man. You can't, te- <laughs> and, and like, you can't trust any man before 1900. <laughs> you're, all, you're all slut shaming It was her. like 1700 something. You can barely trust men from before 1950 now. Right. So, a lot of the information I got was from this book called the big book of texas ghost stories i do recommend it it's by alan brown i have it unscribed but you could probably get it physically yes mm-hmm. but anyway i use that i thought it was really cool they ha- uh, if you're from texas they have many ghost stories from all the different um regions there's lots of podcasts on it on uh, a lot of these different folk mm-hmm. tales as well i had a question have you yourself ever felt like you've seen something questionable no and I don't want to. I mean, neither do I. I am not a brave person when it comes to that. Honestly, I feel like if I have, I I immediately explain it away. Yeah, I get it. But there are occasions where I think I see if on the edge of my... But that's the way your brain is built. You know, your brain is built to make... to. Okay, so like, you know how you look at a cloud mm-hmm. and it looks like a face? Mm-hmm. That's what, how your brain is with everything. So, mm. like, it tries to... Like, when people say, this tortilla has the face of Jesus. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. What? You're <laughs> Chad Kroger. Oh. It's <laughs> like, if my brain's... Like, if I'm looking somewhere, and I see, like, a gawab that looks like the outline of a person's figure <clears throat> or whatever, it's because my brain is trying to, rash, like, rationalize or explain what that shape is, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? I've seen stuff when I was little. Mm. When I was big. But What's, I went what ghost stuff, hunting though? and stuff like that. Like, I've gone to the cemetery in Corpus where it's most haunted. And I've, like, taken my little spirit box with me and heard stuff like that. But when I was little, I had really bad anxiety because I would see a lot of things. And that would be shadows on the walls that were not mine. Mm. <laughs> hey, question. Um, uh, have you ever been tested for schizophrenia? <laughs> uh, I'm just joking. Just joking. And you are not schizophrenic. I am not schizophrenic. As far as you know. As far as I know. 
Yes. And so did anything ever like make noise or touch you? Yes, actually. There were times when I was woken up during the night because I was punched. What? And nothing was there. Uh, There was tapping at the windows. Nothing was there. I would see figures running in front of me. Like I was scared silly and to the point that my grandma had to take me to the priest. Mm. Like it was that bad. I don't know if it was maybe because I lived in the Colonia area and there was like I don't know, ancient land or something. <laughs> but Your it was house creepy. was on ancient burial <laughs> lands. Like the poltergeist. Oh but I was so scared to sleep by myself till like I was 15. Like, literally. Did you sleep that, with your parents? That is exactly why I never spent the night at your house or San- Sonia's. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, was scared. I, be, I was afraid to sleep at Sonia's house, too. She had that freaking railroad. <laughs> the train. Right there, the train. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> And that woman could sleep through that. I mean, it would be shaking the walls, <laughs> and she could sleep through that. That's crazy. The next story I have for you is Lalechusa. Lechusa. Lechusa. Oh, I got a weird cramp in my leg. I should need to put my leg down. I'm not <laughs> It's because you said her name. It's, oh. I, no, it's because I'm, like, the least flexible person in the entire world. Mm-mm. And I tried to, like, sit uh, cross-legged, and it, it didn't work. And I'm over 40, so... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 20. Not yet. 20. 20. Over 20. <laughs> Not Over yet. 20. Yes. All right. This story comes to you between the regions of South Texas down to northern Mexico. Ooh. So somewhere around Rio Grande to Mexico, borderline somewhere. Yeah. And like many old stories, like the other ones, there's different backgrounds and variations. Um, the one that I'm going to say today is based in the border or around northern Mexico. Okay. Okay. La Chusa, or the giant owl lady, was once a human woman who was wronged and now roams the earth as half-human seeking revenge. She lived alone somewhere in a de- desert of northern Mexico, and living alone was enough reason for the stupid townspeople to be suspicious of her. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know how they were back we then. Just yeah. <laughs> we just want to be alone. We just want to be alone. Nobody wants to Leave let us. us be alone. <laughs> Um, one day, a small child had gone missing from the town, and they couldn't find him. Mm. And notably, they blamed her because, you know, she was a recluse. She didn't mm. go and talk around to people. She just kept to herself. So they said that she was like a witch, and they accused her of killing the kid and the disappearance and all that. And eventually, I believe, they killed her. So for revenge, she made a deal with the devil to come back as a shape shifting owl and growing up i know my parents would scare me with that story mm-hmm. they told us never to go outside alone because lala chusa would mm-hmm. get us um she's described as a seven foot tall creature with a 15 foot wingspan mm-hmm. and to others a small bird with the face of an old woman like yes. a crone mm-hmm. either way it would scare the crap out of us because you know how Mexican parents are. They make everything yes. sound ten times scarier than what it is. <laughs> yeah. Our parents told us if we stayed up past midnight, I think. Uh, yeah, the kukui would come on. The kukui. The kukui. <laughs> and modern stories suggest that La Lechusa terrorizes men that are alone, drunk, or coming home late. So, <laughs> guys, watch out. Not enough to stop them, <laughs> apparently. Men that are known to be abusive and kind and cruel, so be nice. If only. <laughs> they say if you hear the screech of an owl outside your window, not to open it and look out because then she'll pounce on you and scratch your eyes out. Interesting. Yeah. Um, don't try to shoot her mm. because you'll end up dead. <laughs> so the legends go. To shoot you back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With her owl pellets. <laughs> In other variations, she's known to warn you of bad things to come. and yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> like, a, like an omen, right? Yeah, so, gotcha. yeah, exactly. Not in a good warning either. Um, just seeing her as an omen of something sinister or dangerous to come into your life. And growing up in a Hispanic house, the story was used widely to get us to come inside early and not disobey our parents. Mm-hmm. Any hoots we heard would send shivers down our spine until this day kind of scares us but i love owls i don't know why maybe that's why because mom used to scare me with that shit when i was small (laughs) but Mm. worry not if you were to encounter her you could get rid of her by throwing salt at her or screaming and cussing at her like you bitch get out of here okay she doesn't like to be yelled at i guess she doesn't like that drama well (laughs) she was just trying to live her life on her own 
you know, <laughs> in the freaking desert. I also, okay, so just to add to that, another thing about her is also that she is the spirits of the women who've been wronged by their husbands that they oh, kind okay. of terrorize the husband. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. Oh, you know, and then another interesting thing is there's a variation from Robstown. <laughs> mm, leave it a rob <laughs> lots of wronged women in robstown but it had to do with a giant bird man but the same concept mm. Mm-hmm. Mm, i care <laughs> i care less about it now so robstown is just like falfudios <laughs> almost i mean uh i concur i will tell you that uh in in, in corpus uh and it was not a lechusa. It was just a white owl mm. uh-huh. sitting on the road. I was driving to, I don't even know where, but I turned on lights, you mm-hmm. know, dip on the lights, and mm-hmm. I went down lights. Why? I don't know. I was, <laughs> I, I don't know. I never, I don't know. Anyway. And I was like, what's in the middle of the road? And it was a freaking white owl. Mm. And it just flew away, and I was like, maybe I need to go back home. <laughs> but anyway. See, it's, and, it, that just proves that the things you hear as your ch- as a child right. sometimes so like it's you stay scared they about it in your, you. into your adulthood mm-hmm. so i was just like what 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 was that i know like i was so scared to sleep as a child without like my foot hanging out of the blanket oh i still am and I, still- I won't let my hand ha- hang out of the bed it, like it has to be right. on the bed or under the blanket nothing like, will hang over exactly i had to cover mm-hmm. myself like oh, because i'm really like what if in the middle of the night okay i'll tell you a story in a little bit but what if in the middle of the night somebody grabs you on your foot and you're like no nah. <laughs> so let me tell you this story when i had had estella mm-hmm. and her probably her first year and a half i either slept really close to her or slept with her well not obviously not when she was a tiny baby but like when she got to like 12 months through 18 months mm-hmm. i slept with her a lot of times in the bed we would take a nap together and, and then we had a spare bedroom so i would sleep in that spare bedroom with her uh-huh. and i freaked out in the middle of the night <laughs> and i was just like there's a tarantula crawling on me arnold <laughs> a tarantula and I got up, I put Estella back in her crib, and I you know, I tore that house, that room apart, trying to find this tarantula. And I was just like, I didn't find it, Arnold. <laughs> and he went in there and looked for me. And anyway, the next day, the next day, I'm like half asleep, and I feel something. <laughs> and it's Estella with her hand out like this, rubbing me. <laughs> her little hand. Aww. Hey, damn tarantula. Anyway, it was Estella the entire time. It was funny. Oh, nice. My child has been creepy since the beginning of time. It's like his mo- her mother. I know. I just thought it was funny because I was like, I'm so ridiculous. Why? why I mean, and honestly, why would a tarantula that big like be in my house already? <laughs> Your baby has tarantula hands. <laughs> yes. I'm going to get you. <laughs> Speaking of, isn't she going to be like a freaking spider yeah, woman? She is. <laughs> she is. Oh, that's that's a good question. Uh, are you dressing up for Halloween? I I don't think so. Uh, that's ridiculous. I'm not sure. So Stella is going to be Mommy Longlegs, and I am going to you know be with her trick or treating. <laughs> be Poppy from Poppy Playtime. So if anybody knows what that is, it's a scary doll. We'll take pictures. Yeah, I even bought the wig today. I finally got one. Oh, really? I finally awesome. chose one. And uh, I don't think I can do my white face. I'm not going to do white face. But I'll do, like, big pink round cheeks or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I can find some, like, weird um, eyelashes. eyelashes are kind of stuck together. Like, doll, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the doll. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because the doll's, like, super... It's, like... It looks like that weird doll. What's it called? Annabelle? Um, oh. No, that... Uh, that weird saw one. The one Ew! No, right? It does not. It does look it like does that, not. though. You're it's so pasty awful. like that. It's we'll, have to, we'll have to post a picture of <laughs> yeah. Poppy because Poppy is not that bad. Mm. And I still was like, oh, "You're gonna be Poppy. Poppy is mean." <laughs> I said, "Well, I told you I'd well, be kissy missy." And she was like, "No, actually, I said I was gonna be huggy wuggy." And she's like, "No, Mama, you have to be kissy missy because you're a girl." Well, mm. she's Mommy Longlegs, and Mommy Longlegs <laughs> is pink, so I didn't want to be pink next to pink, so that's why I wanted to be huggy-wuggy. And like, nobody's going to know I'm a girl. I'll be wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like I should have just gone with the huggy-wuggy because uh, that little zipper in the back of that poppy is, it's, you know, it needs to be oiled up. <laughs> also, like, I don't have any doll shoes. I, I was looking for Mary Janes that are cheap, but I don't got none. Mm. Now, I don't want, I'm not going to buy some. Just get just some night. flats and put mm-hmm. a black band around your... 
Oh, you're so smart. I know, mm-hmm. right? You did. When did you get so smart? Right. I when need, I was like, five. I need some like white tights or two or something like that. Well, maybe not tights, but maybe like knee highs because I ain't going to wear <laughs> oh, tights all the way up. With, with little white hearts on them. Right? <laughs> Aww. Aww. The little yeah. Oh, are you going to dress up? Cards. Uh, I was, the only thing I have is uh, probably the, the fairy stuff. I'll probably just be wearing fairy stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't, don't want to be a lion? A lion? Yeah. Wow. I just happened to have a lion onesie at work. That's what all. The hell? No. At work? At work. What the hell do you do at work? Uh, we had like a carnival and it was I supposed to be up. circus themed. So I was a lion. You go, girl. Wow. <laughs> it's just <Yeah>. Sandra. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't think so. I think I'll just be the weird fairy whatever the fairy the weird fairy. i have like i bought a uh, you have gone out all out every other like halloween i know but i've already spent a lot of money recently Oops. and i i basically bought my son two costumes kind of oh sort of so what is he gonna be just use one of those uh, <laughs> no. one of them is like literally a car like <laughs> That you know he would wear with suspenders, but then I also got him the little Mickey Mouse. Um, what's that race car driver outfit? Mm-hmm. So he can oh. wear it in it. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. But yeah, that's I guess I could cute. figure something out. I don't know. They always do something last minute every year. Mm-hmm. It seems like last year I was one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Vecna. And everybody thought you were the guy who eats people. Oh, Jeffrey yeah, Dahmer. yeah. I was like, no, dude. Like, oh, why would I? What? I'm wearing all white. I look crazy. No. Oh, wait. I'm not wearing glasses. It was probably those booty shorts you were wearing. Oh. I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You go, girl. You go. Do you, if you have any stories that you'd like to share, um, we'd love to hear them. Our email is 3whinywitches at gmail.com with the number three. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Three Whiny Witches. Yeah. If you have any comments, questions, or additions you'd like to make to this episode, you can also DM us on those social media accounts. And we appreciate any constructive criticism that you may have. Um, also, if you uh, could please, you know, if participate in any of our little questions that we send out on social media, we appreciate your responses. Please. On whatever platform that you listen to our podcast on, please follow us. And or if if you're able to give us a five star rating. Thank you for listening. Until next time. See you later, witches. Toodles. <laughs>